Welcome back to St. James Baltimore's podcast. This is Reverend Bednash. Today is the third Sunday in Advent, oftentimes known as Gaudet Sunday, December 13th, 2020. Sermon titled, Rejoice, the Lord is Near. Scriptures for meditation can be found in the description below. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Old Testament reading for this Sunday is taken from the last third of the book of Isaiah, and our particular section of Scripture can be seen as the centerpiece and summary of that last third of the book because it outlines some of who and what the suffering servant will do and who he'll be. The words that we hear today are something that we ought to rejoice in. It's appropriate because this third Sunday in Advent is often referred to as God Debt Sunday, as I mentioned before. And the focal point is rejoicing. You'll see this change or this shift of focus most clearly at the specific churches that utilize the purple penitential color of Lent for their Advent celebration. Because today, instead of purple, you'll have pink or what's officially called rose to signify this change of attitude. Now, we use a more modern colorized version of Advent here at St. James in Baltimore. We use the blue color. But we can still focus upon the suffering servant and rejoicing that the Lord is near. Our scriptures today say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so we do just that. Today, we rejoice. Why? Because with reflective eyes, we look back to the Christmas story And we recall the word that Isaiah spoke about this suffering servant. Today, we rejoice because we hear the words of the Lord spoken by the prophet Isaiah that Jesus Christ encapsulates and fulfills. Check this out. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus attends a synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. Listen to the story that unfolds. Luke chapter 4 verses 16 to 21 read, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then Jesus rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And Jesus began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Not only does Jesus say and do these very things, but he makes the direct connection that he is this very suffering servant of the Lord that Isaiah spoke about some 700 years before, who's finally come for them, who's come for me, and who's come for you. Jesus reads these words from the prophet Isaiah that we hear today in front of all those people, and then he says, Today, this scripture, this scripture that you've heard your whole life, that the people of God have been listening to for 700 some years, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. You are hearing it being fulfilled right now. If you can, take a look at your Old Testament reading for today again. And read along 
and follow along with me. Today we rejoice because Christ has the Spirit of the Lord upon him. He has been anointed and set to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open up the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion the church, the headdress of marriage and not ashes, to anoint them with oil for healing, to give them a garment of praise and righteousness, which is his own, so that all who proclaim him might be planted in his vineyard and be glorified as he is glorified. All of those things Isaiah speaks about fulfilled in Christ. If you keep looking at our Old Testament text for today, I want you to skip ahead to verse 10 and follow along again. We will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Our souls shall exalt in our God. Why? For he has clothed me. He has clothed us with the garments of salvation. He has covered us with the robe of righteousness in baptism. As the bridegroom, Jesus, decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as the bride, the church adorns herself with her jewels. We rejoice as the children of God through this mystical and magnificent relationship, praising and rejoicing that we have been brought into life through that marriage. The Old Testament often used the imagery of marriage and that image of marriage relationship between God and his people. The New Testament did so as well. The ancient people of God understood their identity and their relationship with the Lord in such a way. And while some of you may not have had the best father in this earthly life, or the best spouse, husband, or wife, we can still relate to this type of language. Because all our relationships flow out of it. Imagine the perfect father acting out his vocation of fatherly love upon his children. That's the Lord. That's the heavenly father. Now imagine the perfect bridegroom carrying out his duties as a husband for his wife. Now that's Christ. We have perfect love and care from our heavenly father that only he can show. Our fathers here on earth merely dimly reflect that love, and they do so to the best of their ability and by God's help. We have the perfect protection and guidance from our heavenly husband of Christ, even though our husbands here on earth dimly reflect that with the Lord's help as well. But we have that perfect love and care. We have that perfect protection and guidance through these relationships. Rejoice. The Lord is near our Heavenly Father, the church that we're children of. The husband of that church is Christ. So we're thankful always, especially because the Lord has gathered us to him and bound up our broken hearts. And just as our scriptures say, the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. We, who have been planted in his heavenly vineyard through Christ's death and resurrection, through hearing of God's word and through holy baptism, we who've been planted in that vineyard sprout up. In his righteousness, praising God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit before all nations.
so we can read this Old Testament prophecy with thankful and rejoiceful hearts because it outlines the work of Christ and the fruits of his labor. And we've seen these things fulfilled. The Lord has redeemed his remnant left in Israel, and it has gone out and it has grown up. We are the branches grafted into this beautiful vineyard of the Lord. His work is continuing even now. The word of God read before your ears. He's working right now. The baptisms that you received, remember them because the Lord works through it. The Lord's supper that you partake in often, the Lord is working, forgiving, and strengthening you. God's everlasting covenant is for you and it's found in Christ's blood shed for you on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. So this Sunday, rejoice. The Lord is near. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.